I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Episode 119 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today, we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 20, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Oliva Siri G in the Toro 6x50 Vitola. So let's go over to the Oliva Cigars website and see what they have to say. Siri G is a medium-bodied blend made with authentic African Cameroon wrapper. The unique flavor notes of this wrapper are complemented by the natural richness of the Nicaraguan sun-grown fillers. The Siri G is a cigar with notes of cedar and coffee, making it an excellent balance of smoke and flavor. And the wrapper is Cameroon. Binder and filler are Nicaraguan. It did receive a 92 rating. It doesn't say from where. Um, I'm assuming it's probably Cigar Aficionado, but can't say for sure. And the Vitolas are 7x50 Churchill, 6 by 60 Figurado, 6 and a half by 52 Torpedo, 6 by 50 Toro Round, 5 by 54 Double Robusto Round, 5 by 52 Bellicoso, 4 and a half by 50 Robusto, 3.75 by 48 Special G, and the 6 by 50 Tubo. That is the Oliva Siri G. Let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading in the book of Matthew, chapter 20. 
and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. And as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. And Spurgeon comments on verse 17, while going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the twelve disciples aside privately. Our Lord firmly resolved to go to Jerusalem about two weeks before the Passover with the view of becoming God's Passover lamb. Jesus frequently left Jerusalem when his life was in danger because his time had not yet come. In this, he set us the example of not willfully running into danger or braving it with foolhardiness. But now that he knew the hour of his sacrifice was near at hand, he did not hesitate or seek to avoid it, but he resolutely set out to meet his sufferings and his death. And then Spurgeon comments also on verses 18 and 19. See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. When he was in the highway that led to Jerusalem, he marched in front of the little band of his disciples with so vigorous and bold a step, and with such a calm, determined air of heroism about him, 
that his followers were filled with astonishment, as Mark 10.32 states. They were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were astonished, but those who followed him were afraid, knowing that, according to his own account, he was going to suffering and death, and being well assured from their own observation that he was about to encounter the most furious opposition, they were amazed at his dauntless courage and wondered what made him so resolved. We also read that they were afraid, afraid for themselves, in a measure but most of all afraid for him. Would not his daring lead to conflict with the authorities? And might not terrible things happen both to him and to them? It was not altogether timidity, but awe that came over them. His manner was so majestic and sublime. After describing the horrible things awaiting him that led to his death, when he became the Passover lamb, Jesus also stated that he would rise from the dead. We must never forget that, for he never forgot it. You may think as much as you will of Calvary, and you should, and let your tears flow like rivers. But you must ultimately wipe those tears away, for Christ is not in the grave. He rose from the dead on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And as they went out of Jericho, a great crowd followed him. And behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And stopping, Jesus called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus, in pity, touched their eyes. And immediately they recovered their sight and followed him. that's the end of today's reading in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, 
where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless, and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless.